<laughs> we can tell oh, you by the way you fly it and slow up the stairs in the shell. I know. <laughs> Welcome. Happy Wednesday. Okay. We're recording. Thank you. Um, good evening. Um, welcome to the Social Service Human Relations Social Service Human Relations Board meeting on January 31st, 2024. Um, if this meeting is being recorded, if a panel member would like to speak, please physically or digitally raise your hand, and the chair will acknowledge your request. The chat function has been turned off. If members of the public would like to comment on an item, please digitally raise your hand or email Andre Farley. A-F-A-I-R-L-E-Y at alameda.ca.gov. Comments submitted during the meeting before the conclusion of the public comment section will be read into the record. This email address is also on the meeting agenda. If you're calling in my phone, please email Mr. Fairley as we cannot see you raising your hand. You can also dial star 9 and to raise your hand and we will call on you. Public comments will be limited to three minutes. To clarify, the public has three opportunities for public comments. First, under agenda item four, public comments. Comments from the audience may concern matters either on or not on the agenda, but must deal with matters subject to the jurisdiction of the Social Service Human Relations Board. Second, under each agenda item, there will be an opportunity for public comment on that specific item. Each item follows a format similar to city council meetings. First, after a presentation, we will ask if there are any clarifying questions from the Social Service and Relation Board members or staff. Second, then we will ask if there are any public comments on this agenda item. And third, after public comment, we will open the item to board discussion and a vote if recommended. The final opportunity for public comment is near the end of the meeting under oral communication. The public can comment on a topic not on the agenda. New items may be introduced by local residents under item oral communication. Please note that the board cannot take action on items not on the agenda. And we will, uh, item number one, is be calling the meeting in order at 9, oh, sorry, 7.04 p.m. Okay. Um, now we're doing roll call. And uh, because everyone is here, just so everyone knows, for all the other votes, we'll be doing the consensus vote. Okay. So uh, for this, I'll be out read by individual. Um, Bernie Wolf here. Uh, Cindy Pyle absent. Uh, Dan Yamashiro Omi here. Gerald Bryant here. Michelle Buckle here. Uh, Samantha Green is absent, and Scott Means done here. Um, just a little, one little housekeeping item. Um, Board Member Pyle will not be attending tonight due to family-related matters, so according to rules and procedures of the Social Service Human Relations Board, this absence is excusable if the member meets the maintenance membership standards. Okay, so um, also just joining us tonight is uh, Marcy Johnson, Social Service Manager, and Andre Farley, uh, Management Analyst. Um, so we're on to item number three, which is the minutes. Um, we can now we will review and approve the minutes from December 7, 2023. Motion to approve the minutes. Second. Um, we have a first and second. So um, all those in favor? Aye. Uh, all those opposed? 
votes unanimously approved. Um, now we're moving right along uh, to non-agenda public comments. Uh, so do we have any, do we have any panel members? There's a part here for panel members. I don't think we have anyone. Or do we have, we do have a panelist. That's us. Oh, that's us, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Seeing if we don't have other panelists, I will just go ahead and exist. If the public would like to comment on agenda items, please email Andrea Fairley, A-F-A-I-R-L-E-Y, at alameda.ca.gov. Comments submitted during the meeting before the conclusion of the public comment section will be read into the record. His email address is also on the agenda. If you're calling in by phone, please email Mr. Fairley. If you cannot see you, raise your hand. You can also dial star nine to raise your hand and we will call on you. The city welcomes speakers providing public comment, but please be advised, this is a limited public forum. Comments from the audience may concern matters either on or not on the agenda, but must deal with matters subject to the jurisdiction of the Social Service Human Relations Board. Comments will be limited to three minutes. Comments concerning matters on the CPC agenda will be heard when the item is called. If speakers fail to follow these rules, they will be warned, and if they continue to disregard the rules, their opportunity to will be ended. Okay, so um, are there any are there any speakers or anyone have any comments? Did you want to speak for a few minutes and introduce yourself? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My name is Andre Stanford. Um, I'm a master social scientist. Um, I also work with my training. Uh, I'm a program manager the SFB for housing and homeless prevention, providing uh, rental assistance for uh, citizens in San Francisco for back and forth and future. And uh, I'm a big advocate for housing, permanent housing for all. Uh, I'm a candidate for State Assembly District 18, and I'm fighting for safety, first and foremost. Uh, me and my wife and my one-year-old son had a job stay with Rob at gunpoint outside of our apartment and I decided to run to keep our district safe, um, start our funding and transparency and transform the incarceration uh, so we can ensure that when they come out of rehabilitation that they are uh, adequate citizens and be able to thrive and not return back. Um, also, advocating for education, I want to be able to eliminate state taxes for uh, teachers. If our state government cannot be able to afford to give them a living wage, we should not have them paying taxes. They can't afford the state of California, which is something that we And finally, I'm just glad to be here with you guys on the way from Mississippi Town. And I just want to learn so much about Alameda and social services that you provide. I know that you guys are out um, Provide a great deal of services to the community. I just want to know how to be helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if Tina, no other comments, um, we will bring this to the regular agenda. So, this is item five. Um, and 5A is a status report of emergency response services for people experiencing homelessness who are experiencing homelessness in the city of Alameda. Um, so the presentation will be by Marcy Johnson tonight. Thank you, um, Honorable President Scott Means, and members of the Social Service Human Relations Board. I want to first mention the wrong attachment was uploaded. It's the last report that you were given, so we'll have Danielle change that out and make sure that you get the new report in writing. 
Uh, as you know, the Road Home, a five-year strategic plan to prevent and respond to homelessness in Alameda, was created by our former CDD department. The background information remains the same as in my last report. This is the new status report, and this is the last report was delivered to you in July by myself. The primary purpose of the Road Home is to provide a roadmap to prevent and reduce first-time homelessness, reduce chronic homelessness, shorten the period of time an individual or household remains homeless, and to decrease returns to homelessness. Strategy 2.1 is to develop flexible resources for diversion, prevention, and housing retention. We contracted with additional general fund dollars we had left over from last fiscal year for additional flexible funding through Building Futures with Women and Children, as well as our regular contract as well with St. Vincent de Paul to provide one-time flexible funding for housing, problem solving, and emergency support. We um, also are partnering with HHS, I'm sorry, we're partnering with the Alameda Free Library to recruit, and as of the writing of this report is recruited, I'm happy to announce that we've hired two part-time city employees, one which will overlap with the library, to act as a city case manager. The official title is community outreach specialist, but the sole purpose of these individuals is to pick up constituent calls to come in and be able to follow them and attach them to resources. We have noticed that there is a huge need at the library. They're serving constituents who are on the border and often unhoused. It's a place where people can go to be inside and access technology during the day. So one um, employee started on Monday and the other one will start in mid-February. We're looking forward to that collaboration and we're hopeful that we can catch more constituents in need with these services. Strategy 2.2, provide low bar barrier health and focused temporary housing. Um, in July of 2023, our day center service uh, contract was approved by council and renewed. We still have emergency supportive housing at Alameda Point. It opened in November 2023, and since that time, 31 unduplicated individuals have been served, and nine individuals have moved to permanent housing or programs, and that includes a family that was able to uh, move to housing in Oakland at fair market value. Dignity Village is our 47-unit, 61-bed facility of interim supportive housing that was funded mainly through Home Key 2. Uh, they opened on Thursday, May 10th, and since opening, they've served, as the writing of this report, they've served 74 unduplicated individuals, 11 of which were transitional age youth, that means age 18 to 25, and 12 who were seniors, and that's classified as 65 and above. On February 6th, which is the next council meeting, we will be bringing the council a request for approval for a contract with Alameda Family Services to fund a full-time mental health therapist to provide direct support to residents, training to staff, and linkages to mental health services as needed. This is a big deficit for the community, and this is the first time that 5Ts will ever have the service in place for any of the um, properties that they, they have service contracts with. Strategy 2.3, expand outreach and supportive service to unsheltered households. We continue with the shower and laundry services through WeHope, which is a contract that comes to uh, Village of Love, our day center, once a week as well as Christ Episcopal Church. They opened their program on Sundays and they added an additional day since they are carrying the warming shelter contract and they um, allow showers on Thursdays as well. Uh, Mobile Street Outreach, that um, agreement was also approved in July, that posts my last report. 
and that uh, contract will run through to September uh, 2024. As you recall, we also got an additional staff person approved that could follow a, case, a small caseload of people who need intensive mental health care. Strategy 3.2, strengthen the homeless response system infrastructure. On July 1st, the Housing and Human Services Division of the City Manager's Office was formed and reports directly to the Assistant City Manager. This has been a really great move for us because we have full access to city resources. It was done because the city recognizes the importance of serving the unhoused and people at risk of being unhoused. We also continue to support you, and we also support Alameda Collaborative for Children, Youth, and Their Families. It was a lot of work, some of which overlaps with Gerald and Diane's work group. I want to say on record that the collaborative process here, that we continue to support two main social service provider uh, meeting spaces, a coordinated outreach team, which we call COT, that's a confidential space where we problem solve for individuals who have given us a release of information. It's done very collaboratively. We're leveraging all of our resources and it's person-specific, as well as the Collaboration for Advancing Resources efforts and supports for Alameda's Homeless, which is the CARES team. This is a place where many high-level social service executives come together and we share resources and overlap and report out on what we see as a vision of what's happening. Along with that collaborative process, we also convened in January, two meetings, one for director level social service providers and one for um, ground level social service providers to talk about needs. The questions that were asked were like, um, what are the hardest to serve population? What is hard for you to get funded and programming? What do you need from the city to support you? And what would you like to see on the horizon for funding and for programs to open here in Alameda? Thank you very much. That's my um, uh, Thank you, Ms. Johnson. So, so do we have any clarifying questions from the, from the board? Yeah, so I was unclear the specific role for the library staff. Are they case managers or are they like it's the intention of the show would be that he would have a full time? Well, Marlon's an interim director, but Marlon's intention at this point in time is that he would have a full time staff that would be in place. Uh, we are going to go visit Mastic. So Mastic Senior Center has a part-time social worker in place. And they love her, and they think that it's, it's a great match for when the seniors come in and they need attachment to resources. So the thought is that, yes, we'll grow into a full-time position, but right now he will share. And out of the 20 hours of the one part-time staff, he'll have eight. Okay. So it's more of just connecting the service rather than like intensive um, I think it could morph into either or. And I think that because we work so collaboratively, there are times where we need to support the social service provider who's supporting the individual. Yeah. And so I, think, I, I really think there's a need. Um, we're working on a collaboration, which is in my report for Supplement Support. Andre is spearheading that effort. Every third Sunday of the month, we're bringing resources to the library. Um, in April, we're working with this work group to bring in possibly Dr. Cindy Acker, and we want to talk about some diversity issues and the socioeconomic divide here on the island. But the first month was January, we brought in housing resources, and there were over 60 participants that showed up. They provided a it, it was really well attended. Next month, we're doing food insecurity, and in March, we're doing 
or doing homeless and social services. The library is a great partner in this. Like they want to bring in laundry. They want to bring in like a mobile laundry. Showers. Showers. Exam the showers. So it's okay to laundry. But yeah, they're, they're really good partners, and they really are serving a lot of individuals who are unhoused. Very. I mean, even in San Francisco, when I was living in San Francisco, that was one of our go-to places to get access to technology, maybe the computer, you got out of the rain or the wind or whatever was going on, and you still had something to do outside of being outside. It's always a real good place to go and having somebody there or having a group of somebody there to kind of help expedite them into better positions is, is a really great idea. Yeah, and Marlon is following the SF library system model. Yeah. So we have a now full-time social worker. Right. That's, that's why those are problem, problem, good stuff. And I apologize if missed this nuance. So the mental health services from um, family family services. Mm -hmm. so, so they're going are they gonna be like roving and serving various sites or No, they will just be a dignity village. So it'll be a dedicated staff member. They, it's a clinical mental health support, as Michelle and all of you probably know, is a very different field than homeless interim support for housing. So there's a definite need. Um, the staff is maxed out with their capacity to serve folks with mental health issues. And we are addressing the need by bringing in one of the best providers that we have. We're so lucky to have them on our island. And they will supervise and support that staff person to be there full time. So that's what I announced when you were at the meeting, Scott, where everyone cheered, which I, I'm telling everyone. It will be um, threefold, Michelle, because they'll do one-on-one -on -one therapy sessions, yeah. they will do support groups for the residents, and then they will also offer staff training, mm -hmm. because the staff need to be supported. Mm -hmm. Many of them have lived experience, many of them have been subjected to trauma, so there's a lot of triggering going on all the time in the community. It's a really tight space, as maybe you experienced when you were there last in the meeting. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to talk a little more about it when we go into the work group section, but this is tying in great with something I want to work on there. So this is just great news. I didn't realize it was going to be, they were going to be dedicated there. This is amazing. Yeah. The only I was also just in the work groups in the fold, and, and I think I'm probably also skewed by my work in San Francisco. I didn't hear any overdose prevention and looking at substance use disorder in any of our kind of polls. And given that the just extent of overdose deaths, and I don't have the data to look at like Alameda specifically, but I, I don't think fentanyl. Get you that. I don't think fentanyl use stops on like the bridges. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you say that because Five uh, Keys is also a San Francisco provider, and they kind of have organizational trauma from experiencing death in their facilities there. So when they came to Alameda, they were like all geared up, you know, to combat it, and they had all, they're walking around with Narcan and they're ready. And we're fortunate we don't have it to that degree. They do partner with Village of Love, who has um, two uh, NA groups that they run on the base to shuttle people over there. And there are people who came from Village of Love to Dignity Village who still participate in those groups. So we can ensure that that's a focus 
and I can probably look back in the contract language and see if there's anything with AFS, but that will be the, the person who's out there may not be able to meet all the needs because yeah. they're one person, but their purpose will also be to refer out to needed mental health resources, which would include drug and alcohol treatment. A very good step. Right, I'm going to start hanging out there more. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, do we have any other questions? Oh, and then the referral process of just like, so that do you, would you have to be housed or do you have to be at Dignity Village to get connected to those services? You would have to be at Dignity Village to take, to be connected with that staff person. Okay. Not necessarily the services. The services that that staff person offers on site, yes. Yeah, any other questions? Uh, okay, well that concludes our clarifying questions. Uh, we'd now like to open it up for any public comment. Public comments are limited to three minutes each. If anyone is interested in speaking, please raise your hand in the room. Um, so Mr. Fairley and Ms. Johnson will be able to identify you. Um, are there any public comments on this agenda item? Um, I want to say thank you for the
on the west end. They're combining forces, so they'll go from K to Eight yeah. and then six to twelve. I don't. I think that's right. And they're setting the food. They're setting the food pantry. So the conversation was a lot about how do we quantify people choosing food over bills, over electricity bills. And I think food insecurity is pretty clear. If your food insecurity can show up regardless of whether you own your home or you're out on the street. Any other comments? Okay, well, thank you, board. We now have to formally vote on the recommendation to accept the status report of emergency response services um, for the homeless. I motion to approve. I'll second. All right. Um, all those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Now we're on to item 5B, which is discussion of Social Service Human Relations Board Fiscal Year 2024 Annual Work Plan. This item is for board discussion only with no recommended action at this time. Um, before we start board discussion, other public comments? There are none in the email. I don't see any in the chat. Do you guys have any? I want the, the attendee. My my kid, there was my kid was on he before that time he came up there. Second so Second Well you know, to get the conversation uh, rolling there are a couple of things we we will need to do. Um, so we need to complete the group this community needs assessment. Um, we can either do that and, and vote on it on February or March. And I just want to, I think we should try to vote on it and finalize it in February if possible. Is everyone on, on board with that? This kind of math is not here. <laughs> if you make her sort of green, that she'll have February. <laughs> I think we're substantially done, though, right? I mean, we're really just doing presentations. Yeah. And then the, the other, the other um, thing is the um, work plan. Do we, do we have a copy? Yeah. Oh, we can also redo that discussion. So the attachment that you have to the agenda is last year's work plan. And then Andre wants to prepare a template for us to work off of tonight. Okay. Very rough, rough draft. Um, any ideas you guys have for discussion for tonight? Also pull that up. Can I just ask a question about the needs assessment? So, did we ever get a printed copy of that, or is there going to be? Or maybe I missed it. <laughs> There's electronic copy. Okay. I think I think uh, there was one made for um, Samantha. I saw. Yeah. That was the one we got, we got a while ago. Right? A long time ago. Yeah. No, like in the fall, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, we've been, we've been using it for presentations, but there's been some edits that were made based on some input. We did not print copies by If you want a printed copy, we can print you one. Uh, but are we are we still doing the one paper copy? Oh, I don't know. Did you guys do the input? Yeah, we finished it. Oh, okay. I, I don't think I ever. Oh, I don't think, I don't think it's ever disseminated. All right, we got to get that out. Yes, I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, we finished that. Note to self. We're gonna get the. You guys start bringing those to your presentation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome to see that. 
And we can bring them, we can start bringing them to a back as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that reminder. We should also give it to Sarah Henry for, I don't know if she wants to send that out to the media. Yeah, we had one more live presentation to the Parks and Rec Commission. That was really, I really enjoyed that. Okay. So, I guess with thinking about the boards, is this we are these three groups set in stone? We could totally move di different directions. Right. So, um, Scott is proposing that we do some work on this tonight. We'll come back to you with the finished, we can also do the small work and we need to do independently. We'll come back with a finished draft next meeting in February so you can get approved and you can move on. Okay. Okay. The areas that I highlighted on the work plan are um, because there was a little uncertainty as to if you guys will be continuing uh, doing that activity or task. Um, and I narrowed it down to three work groups instead of four. There was an additional one that Sam and Scott are in and for community needs specifically. Um, and um, yeah, I can leave it open for a discussion for you guys to decide what direction you would like to take. You guys want to change the work groups? Uh -huh. So I'm so excited, and I don't know if this is just my be in my bonnet, but talking about part of the social services about social connectivity and the epidemic of loneliness and thinking about the human aspect of the human relations of our board and how we can increase, increase connectivity um, across the entire island. Um, because I do think with the Attorney uh, General's report about the epidemic of loneliness, um, there's just more and more agreeing that he's talking about that and the really significant health impact. Um, and I think it would be an interesting look of how we can increase social connectivity and if this would go across socioeconomic status, age groups, and it could be a great of like what makes our community special. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I'm proposing and I'm happy to like flush out or discuss about this further is how we could create about, uh, you know, a social connectivity, uh, community, um, like a connectivity, basically, looking about how we can increase our connection among all Almedans and thinking about how we could build that on existing resources and how that could tie to a lot of different things. So I propose a work group that could have specific goals, and I'm happy to like tease that out. And I'd love to do it with anyone um, that would want be interested in how we can promote that. It's a pretty like the huge goal. Um, One thing you talked about before, Michelle, was having Shrub kind of coordinate and help leverage and promote a calendar that goes throughout the full year of activities. To connect and activities and how we can just create a social connectivity uh, and sort of a lens that we put everything. So from the midway Fourth of July run, how do we talk about voices and you know before people run, adding that to the library hours to mm -hmm. the parks and rec, 
um, little, little. Oh, Michelle, um, at the last domestic violence committee meeting, we actually discussed this a lot. Yeah. I gave you full credit for it and stepped in. And I think if you listen to my report, you might be pleasantly surprised uh -huh. that a lot of this has been included with approval. And actually does in its own way, not completely, but it it does kind of fall within the umbrella of duty. Because, so okay. it, love your idea, but give me a chance to see this. I also was kind of thinking along the, the same lines and in that how we could infuse it into the Elevators United against hate because we do talk about bringing different communities together. So, I mean, I don't know, do you think we need another work group or do you think we can just... You promise she's going to wait until she hears what I have to say. I will wait. Okay, it's good. It's not good enough. She has a very exacting standard. Fine with me. See, you guys got people already thinking good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Oh. Oh. Okay. I am, yeah, I don't, I don't, meetings for meetings, I don't, I think that, like, I just figure out how can we move the direction of like, something and how can we have it a very, like, a year of, or, I think it fits with a lot of other aspects. Yeah. There's also, stuff, just keep adding tons of stuff, <laughs> but there's also the community events, which used to occur, oh, okay. and we haven't you know, done in a long while. Right. And, you know, I was actually talking um, uh, to Andre and Marcy about this during the last, our last meeting, and one thing we, we discussed was the possibility of partnering. Instead of trying to hold it in ourselves, and I, I, I like this idea, so. Um, I would just like to bring up that this is a possibility of doing it, and we'll figure out how to help it would be community organization, parks and rec, or, mm -hmm. you know, or, or rec, recreation parks, actually, is really about this. Um, but yeah, I don't know, one of those, like, another entity that could partner with us to hold it. So mm -hmm. I just want to, I guess, we'll partially, partially table it for a discussion. Um, but I definitely want to keep our minds open to actually doing it again. Or when you say event, what that means? It was a community event to uh, celebrate connectedness and it, it was substantially because of volunteerism was the original celebration and I, I still would stick with something like that, but to really expand it, to more celebrate, um, we really done before, it was kind of an award ceremony where just a chosen few got celebrated and I like the idea of having something that's more celebrating the community and then having some sort of booze or representation from people, from agencies who actually could accept volunteers, right? So you, you celebrate and, you know, whatever you, I, I always think about being outdoors in the summer, people having like hot dogs and, and, and soda and then going, oh, I'll volunteer for that. I mean, that's my kind of dream of having that kind of thing. So I think that keeps people back into more volunteerism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but it's very loose kind of, you know, and my ultimate goal um, is, is how do we create multi-generational, diverse, inclusive spaces, and like, and and in so many different ways. And I think I really want to highlight that multi-generational aspect 
because um, I think in missing in our social services, we are sort of pinches of like senior activities or early childhood, and we don't have opportunities. And I think that is a detriment to all. Um, and I think how we can include that. But yes, I like that. Like, how do you volunteer? How do you play? The elves? I don't know anything about the elves. Like, I would love to see what the elves are, like the yacht club or you know, any of these places where you could come and be a part of it. Yeah. Another thing that Scott and Andre and I spoke about was not having your own event, but trying to piggyback on places like the Elf yeah. to have an annual event yeah. Yeah. and asking them to sponsor like a shrub award, right? Yeah. So that you, your board gets highlighted, the work we're doing gets highlighted, mm -hmm. and that would be then become part of that string that happens over the course of the full year. Yeah, that's you can even do yeah. that with the, all the business associations. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you could call it different things, but it could be like a humanitarian award, or a social services award, a volunteer award, and like going to each of these organizations and just trying to push in a little bit to create that awareness and, and make those connections. And it's interest, interesting what Michelle's saying about ensuring the families are incorporated. We know that in all of our work, including healthcare. <laughs> I don't think families, because I think it multi-generational because even in your work it's segmented, right? But we do notice from when we did the needs assessment with the rubber hitting the road that we got feedback from the social service providers and I don't know if they discussed this in your group, Andre, but non-traditional families mm -hmm. are completely on the outcome. Yeah. You know, so if a grandparent is raising a grandchild, there's really no service, and if it's, especially if it's a male grandparent, then there's really no services in place to help them. And this is our LGBTQ work of thinking how we can include that. Like, I think Alameda Pride is doing a great job of bringing families and multi generations into it. They are. Yeah. So, human relations as part of the social services, human relations. Humanity. So, it's celebrating the humanity of the human relationships. And I think that's what we're talking about. Okay. Interconnectedness, humanity. Um, and really thinking about that, the loneliness in, in that epidemic. But Bernie, I want to be thrown away. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm secure. I don't fall out of my chair. Oh, what's up? We can talk. It's okay. You can talk about that. You want, Bernie? Do you want to talk a little bit about where you think your, what your conversation is well, affected? I was just going to give the report on our meeting. And that okay. part of it was, of course, a large part of it was what Michelle and Cindy have been talking about. So I can speak to that now, but I don't think it's really time for it, right? Item 5C, maybe? Oh, yeah, it works through. I will say in general that perhaps Michelle's idea should be an overarching yeah. thing as a work group, and then um, domestic violence, and mental health and other things that that are that are under that arch could go under it instead of creating a separate work. So, for example, we could under um, as a goal for or as a goal for the year do some sort of activity or event that is intergenerational that speaks to connectedness, etc. So, I mean, we did the um, poetry slam. Something along those lines, that could be just about 
we're disbanding the work we've done currently on, right? right. So, so you could shift over to work yeah. Okay. yeah, because because actually I'm kind of writing something to add to this when we meet. I, I, Which is what? Oh, just um, just I, I just I'm sort of cracking things in real time, so. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to add something in here that's a little bit a little slightly open-ended about because this is an evolving situation, right? The homeless situation and what we're doing to respond to it, and there's even new things coming in. So try to craft something that can say something about working with city staff and other community groups on like topics that are are um, Immediate needs, or I, I don't know how to say. It. I, I'm, I'm, try, I'm sorry. I'm trying to write it as I'm thinking. I don't do that all of that. But you know what I'm saying? Like this, leave kind of, kind of like a, open to other assignments as needed. Kind of okay. courage. Yeah. Got it. Oh yeah, to respond to to um, to respond to ongoing needs. That's, there we go. Okay. <laughs> sorry. In the midst. In the midst. The homeless, I think Missy and Dave also are talking about like the affordable housing and prevention. I mean, I don't know how how vague you want to do it, but they're thinking about a lot of the new buildings and how they're doing affordable housing, how we can kind of incorporate in that. I don't know if that's the, that's the other stuff, the other side of our house, and Andre lives over there most of the time. And it's another huge undertaking. And so I think the road home does have um, information in there that holds the city accountable to those affordable housing units. And I think this report will encompass that. And that we, were, we were the only city in the entire state to have our housing element done and passed and approved. So we're not messing around with affordable housing. And Andre's loan documents can prove it. Yes. <laughs> we have a project coming up real soon. It's called the North Housing Project, PSH1, which is the area or location that um, the affordable housing units will be developed at. Uh, 45 units in total of affordable housing for those who are low to moderate income. So, some big things coming soon. Hopeful about that. Excited about that. And also missing from that is the um, guaranteed income program. That's not our side of the show. Uh, so that is housed in economic development. Uh, so not in our purview. Um, it's not in our purview, and that's all I can say at the time. Can we find out what happens? Uh, what is happening? We can have Walker, or actually Walker's not in economic development anymore. But we can have Eric okay. come back and join us if you'd like an update on that. Um, would I update? I'm oh, are you on the board? on the board? Okay, but it's not on the agenda. Okay, yeah, we can talk about that at any point. Sure. What was the name of that? North Housing. North Housing. PSHY. Thank you. Yeah, I think we had, I don't know if you recall, we also had Alameda Housing Authority, Josh Alterary, come in one time and give you a report on um, what's going on there. And that may be something you should ask him to do on a semi-annual or quarterly basis. 
And are we wanting to keep domestic violence as a tax workers? Um, you'll see what I have to say first. Okay. Now that I understand, we're going to move on to uh, anything else on that road home? No? Okay. So you're thinking for, oh, Michelle's already said, do we want to keep domestic violence? So we're going to consider that when we talk about work groups. And then OTA work groups. Do you feel so you have enough Iron's in the fire. Well, for we, the next year? We left out the two things that were uh, that, well, at least one of them would be occurring, I would think. Would Suffering be, support? Yeah. Okay. Um, United Against Hate Week as well. And United Against Hate Week. Those are the two big ones. Um, after talking to uh, Cindy yeah. um, and listening to the idea of the activity for multi-generation, I thought about the Brown versus Board of Education play that she was talking about. Um, that that's a multi-generational kind of thing. There are a lot of people across multiple generations that have no idea about Brown versus Board of Education or how the court case went. So that might be something we could do for multi-generational human relations, humanity of people. Right? You mean the educational forum on that, or no? They're actually uh, uh, play? she has a play that they do, uh -huh. and they've got funding already, and they've got a, a they're they're getting ready to do shows in the next two months. So these shows are, we're going to, we should be trying to contribute to support for them as well. But I think that if, if we can tie into that somehow, that would be a good tie-in for our for social services that we together get paid and for human, uh, human relations and humanity for the idea of bringing people together. Okay. It is a bringing people together kind of moment. So you have a lot to coordinate with the Social Connectivity Europe Connection Group? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. And, you know, they've, they've already got everything done. They've done this show before. They're just doing it again for us in the community. So I mm -hmm. think it would be a good time. Seasons for Nonviolence? Yeah. Forgot about that. That's not on our list as well. Seasons for Nonviolence would be good. I, 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 was just I think in some of the stuff we kind of have done, um, but we didn't really make, uh, you know, there wasn't any finality to any of it. So, like, we did that um, name change thing, but... We didn't do the name change. No, we didn't do the name change, but we solicited people. This is your opportunity. Yeah, so, come back to us in February with your new proposed name. Well, I think the thing to consider is that, you know, we want to stay connected to the national, um, you know, against Tate Week. So, there's that issue, so it kind of complicates things a little if we change our names. I, I, again, I'm, I'm happy to entertain it because City Council asked about it. it entertain United Against Hate or change the name change? Uh, well, currently we're doing Together Against Hate. We can change it to United Against Hate or anything else we want to. That, the problem was the hate word. Does anybody remember what the poster said? I'm um, in the campaign. Oh, I'm in the campaign. Yeah, 
because all these together against hate, or all these united against united hate? United against hate. But I thought we also talked about things that seem like this strong, like I'll need a yeah, strong. Right. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that. we're not able to. No. No. It's a, it's a uh, brand thing. Economic development brand. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of meeting with um, the city of Davis, I, I think we should still go ahead and that in our next year's work plan. It should be we ongoing. We did do that. Yeah, we did meet with them. It oh, yeah. should be ongoing, though. Yeah. I think we should right. be ongoing with the city of Davis. We want to make that connection consistent because this they too are just getting wheels off the ground when they're doing this. So right, exactly. We don't want to lose connectivity with them and we want to be able to right. Plus they got a hunk of money to do that too, so which was an art grant. And we can partner with them at least to that level to find out more details about what we can do similarly in our So we did also draft a resolution. We had like multiple drafts of resolutions and then and we were I still think you should well, we were waiting for Sarah Henry to give us feedback on the resolution, so she's, and we haven't gotten that yet, so maybe we need to just try to set up a meeting with her again, and, yeah, okay, so hopefully in the next one we'll have I have availability for meeting times. So just okay. if we can work out something in the next two weeks, three weeks, that's fine. Okay. Sooner is better because by the time we get to the end of February. So who should reach out to Sarah? Do you need help? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. We'll help you. Okay. So should I initiate the email or yeah. initiate okay. the email first so we don't lose track of the items, Diane? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we'll follow. Okay. The only other thing in that group that I think is missing is a lot of the initiatives talk about, like, the diversity and inclusion. Diversity, equity, and inclusion in the yeah. UA and United States? Yeah, of like really lifting it in your work group to help guide you. Um, I don't think there's less words, but there's in our work we're missing some of that diversity, inclusion, um, equity work, mm -hmm. and I think that is we expand into our, to our mission. I remember we talked about diversity, equity, and inclusion within city staff and working with the city. Well, and that they were, yeah. audits or assessments. And, and we talked about how the assessments were done so that they were inclusive of city staff and the city in general. Um, we can always revisit that. The one thing that we didn't do was diversity, equity, or diversity in our yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I try not to use it in that way, but yeah. but we're talking more like community level at that yeah. point, which is a little harder to do because we would have to get again have those activities where the community could get together to discuss. Yeah. That we had discussed having Paul come and do a presentation on this report. The city is interested in changing consultants. Yes. So we're in that process now. We're going to wait until that gets ironed out. I will say that one of the recommendations that my small work group made was to do a task force, convene a task force to set community-wide values. Okay. Or values. Okay. And that would be with stakeholders across the community. And we did recommend SHRUB as the governing body to okay. assist us with that process. So we should probably that come to fruition. We already signed you up. 
Okay. <laughs> but I think including that. Yeah, we should include that. And thinking about expanding yeah. the... We have to be careful about including that because, of, because the recommendations were accepted in recommendation form from council. Mm -hmm. But we, we want to not put the cart before the horse mm -hmm. and follow council lead. But I think I would agree with Michelle that maybe we should include just some specific language about doing that work island wide. And that could be with things like the separate support program that you're bringing. Yeah. And maybe in this work, being aware of it, that it is an election year and likely a contentious election year. So thinking about how we can help. I mean, yeah. Are you right? Yeah, I mean, no, no, I think from a national, like, I just think there are going to be national. Um, I think it just is going to be a. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah.
a horde of people coming in. <laughs> they don't mind. That's really nice there. I think we, we, we'll probably change from quarterly to semi-annually. I think that could be one change. Yeah, that's what I'm so we're talking about the work group? Yeah. No, not for the work group, for when you do the domestic violence task force and you meet with the other agencies yeah, and the police. never really worked out too well, but okay. Right. Yeah. So I think that, that can be... In some ways, probably. That can be less, probably, right? Oh, yeah. I have some ideas about this. I thought about it, mm -hmm. but I really want to give a report and not just... Well, you can talk to us about the future here. Well, this is part about the... Yeah, you can talk yeah, about... Sort of the structure of this. Right, thinking about what you want to do in the future here. Yeah. Okay. Some of it we talked about, and some of it I sort of put together. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you guys if you want to consider it. Okay. I'm going to hold off until we're done with it. Right, but for next year, Bernie, what do you think that the group would want to focus on? Let's not look to hear what Andre has. Um, okay, so most of this is really kind of outdated. What we talked about was, first of all, we talked about three different areas the way I see it. I mean, I'll, I'll just go and sort of give the report. I think it's better, you know. The one area, the most specific one, is on domestic violence, which is to help the victims be identified, um, help them be supported, and uh, help them be uh, provided with the assistance that they need. And at the same time, also encouraging the batterers to get help. And part of what I'm trying to do on my own is find out, because there apparently are batterers groups or men's groups, kind of where that comes from. If it comes from the court system and the family court services or the police. But I've been trying to figure that out because it's a different, you know, it's a different analysis whether, you know, depending on where it comes from. That emanates from the churches, and it's a volunteer thing. It's one thing people are doing these groups because they're under court orders, or that they you know, they're encouraged by the courts to to do this or another. And there are legal issues about how how you know, how much courts can compel people to participate in these groups. So that's that's one thing. Now, the second thing is what I thought we spent a lot of time on, but we talked about was connectivity. And Cindy, particularly, was very interested in that, you know, to address issues of mental health, and isolation, and loneliness. Strictly speaking, they are not you know, domestic violent issues, but there's, there's such a such an overlap. That most most domestic violence victims of people that you, you probably never know if you saw them, and a lot of them are ashamed and they don't and they're isolated. They don't even know where to turn to. So it seemed to me that that was reasonable. And Cindy uh, said that the biggest issue was access to therapy. 
And there it's kind of a two-pronged issue, which is that there are not enough therapists. All the therapists are overscheduled. The people that really need the therapy are people who can't afford to pay for it. So that is, so that, that is was part of the discussion that we had um, with Kyle Sinkoff at Alameda Family Services, who spoke with us, and you know, he's attempting to develop more kind of therapy counseling options, especially for kids. So the third area that we discussed and that I think is important are area is a particular issues affecting children. Some of them are domestic violence, but probably not most of them. They're again related because domestic violence, you know, requires violence, but there are a lot of things that people do that are not violent, like harassing and bullying and stuff like that. So that's a particular issue with the kids. And again, Kyle is aware of it and is developing programs for it. And, and I think it's just something that belongs there. You know, in addition to something that you and I talked about with the other kids, healthy dating, helping non-dating, relationships with parents. These are all very important things. And yes, again, they're not specifically domestic violence, but they're so connected, they're so related, that it's hard for me to really pull them out there. So, I don't know if we talked about this, but we, we kind of talked around, at least we all talked around it, four different possible ways that this board could could be involved with domestic violence. And I think I think the four ways apply to basically across the board. And the one way is that we're all um, drawn to to create our own programs. Um, it's like an annual event. And I think as Gerald and Diane will tell you that that's somewhat easier said than done. You know, because we're we're just a small group of volunteers here. It's a great idea, but I would guess that most of the great ideas would be cutting the floor without somebody else helping. The second way that we actually talked about the meeting was the idea of piggybacking. And uh, Cindy, in terms of uh, issues of loneliness and isolation, said that there are already structures in place. There are you know, nights out, there are meetup groups, there are church things, there are peeps. And that rather than trying to recreate program, we should look at existing program and decide which ones are working and find out about them. I think we have to find out about them first because most of us don't know. And see which ones are working and you know we can join up with them. The other thing we could also do is to partner. And we talked at the meeting about with the library. We'd be having a monthly program at the library on domestic violence or on issues of loneliness or on issues of connectivity because uh, people like to go to well, It's a great library. People like to go there. They can have food. They can discuss. They can meet each other. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's a really um, available partner. Then the last thing that we could do, and it's probably the one that we can do the best at, is to, is to encourage providers give support to them and in coordination on behalf of the city. In other words, that the city 
we are not the city, but the city is standing behind this. And probably the city has resources and information and, and relationships that these groups could never get to. So I thought all four of those, I, those approaches were valuable. And I think that the only thing that this group has to figure out in the limited time we have with the small number of people that we have here, which is the best matrix to go on? You know, which which, 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 which is the, you know, which of these things is the most likely, with the less, you know, the least pain to come up with something that's positive? So, you know, and then we talked with, you know, Kyle Simprov, and I mean, totally impressive. I did not know how much Alameda Family Services was doing for the kids, but they are. She's serving 1,500 students. And that's a lot, you know, and they have plans to reach out to the high school and the middle school to deal with issues like bullying and healthy relationships and just the things I talked about, non-dating relationships, dating relationships. So I asked her, you know, gee, what can Trump do? Basically, she said, you can support us. You don't have to do new programs. You can support us. You can help out at event. You can, you know, can work with the, ther you know, the therapy, therapeutic community to try to develop more counseling and, and therapy. But you know, that would be the best thing you could do. We don't need another program. We're doing a good thing there. And, and my guess is that if and which is if and when or when I would say, talk to other individuals in the community. Who are dealing with domestic violence and it's, it's many offshoots. We'll probably find the same. We haven't we haven't talked to the you know the legal services people. We haven't talked to the police departments. They have their own, okay? So there are people that are out there doing stuff. So that's kind of my you know the LBGQ plus community. There's separate counseling needs for them that Kyle spoke about, and they're they're trying to, um, she's trying to address those as well. But, you know, through the schools, through the family services, these are things that are there and are working. So kind of, I, you know, my, my, I mean, you asked me what I think, my preference would be to keep developing these four kind of matrices and keep doing things. So I'd have to say I'm less interested in reshuffling Work groups, frankly, they don't, but they do it for me. That's just who I am. I'm, you know, probably, probably when I was a lawyer, I just didn't have the patience for anything. <laughs> All right, thank you, Bernie. Okay, Makes sense? Yep. Okay. Andre and I will try to synthesize all of that. Yeah. Michelle? Can I ask a clarity? So, I, I love, I think that the approach was great. And it seems like, I mean, part of the, the Challenge with that domestic violence group is it would have a little bit of mission creep. Right. Well, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> would it make you all have mission creep? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that is just what. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would it make sense of utilizing those things of supporting, piggybacking, advocating, um, maybe making that part of the connection? Because it seems like that was 
through really looking at domestic violence in a deeper sense of what are adverse childhood events, right? Like how could we then not just uh, maybe physical or emotional violence, but how we think about some of the other things. Do you think we could step away from just the theme of domestic violence and move it into something else? It sort of reminds me of Tony the Tiger, you remember that? Yeah. And he changed his stripes, but it was still the same serial. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm on the, fly, the same fly. page. So why do we need to change the story? Do we do the work? Let's do the work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so why don't you just make, so we take the domestic violence and maybe we make it into, because it's getting to the same thing. It's just taking the specific. Yeah, but the trouble is that it's, by taking it away, there are a lot of people that are victims. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. And I would guess, and this is coming from me as a practitioner, um, that, you know, there's a reason icebergs have tips, okay? <laughs> so you would be surprised, probably not you, but many would be surprised at how prevalent it is and how uh, demoralizing it is and how shameful these people feel and how helpless they feel. So I, I don't want to just, for me, I like the idea, but I don't want to lose track of the mission either. Okay? Anyway, that's my thing. Okay, thank you, Bernie. Thank you, Bernie. Well, I will. Well, away. <laughs> All right. Anyone else comments on this and we're taking notes? Any other notes that we need to take down? Um, that one was good. I, I think okay. the only thing I was wondering for you on that last two, you were saying that community specifically that you were looking to do things with? Maybe I misunderstood. In, in other words, there are groups out there doing things. Okay? Right. So, there are also information we just don't have. I, I mean, I have thought previously we'd start meeting with people we're starting, but you know, there, but there are, there are lots of out there. And, uh, so you're just trying to find the right ones to, to plug in. Yeah, I mean, you know, when, um, okay, uh, San Francisco, um, I was asked to be on a, on a, a California now, the, the law that for, before any child custody dispute can reach a judge, the parties have to go through mediation. Okay. And the mediators figured out that that was a great idea, but it wasn't working in DV cases. And it wasn't working in cases where people have yeah. <laughs> different cultural backgrounds. Right. But there are cultural things that, that I know that wouldn't be said. So, you know, sort of in the guise of domestic violence, in the guise of child custody, all these things came up. Yeah. And um, so we actually had a commission. I was the only guy on there, too, which made me feel a bit strange. But, you know, talking about sort of new models for mediation because of TV. So it goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think the main issue about this is, is that it's kind of hidden. Mm-hmm. So we need to tie in with those organizations. People that are doing stuff already, I don't yeah. see the point of uh, this commission okay. inventing. Yeah. Unless there's something really worthwhile. Yeah. When your poetry slam, you reinvent it, good for you. Well, I, I loved it. You know, I loved it. I knew that's the thing. I didn't have to do much. I just followed the order. Well, you're going to have to do more next year. So the whole thing was that something like <laughs> you did, you know, and I really loved 
See you do it. Okay. Well, there you are. Hang my hat on the little thing, right? No laurel dressed in the air. Okay. Anyway, so that's, right. that's what. I think you, we got you. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Back when you come back with the draft. Okay. And we're going to preserve the best thing about enforcement. Okay. All right. Anything else? Yes. Oh wait, did we announce a couple comments? Oh well, we can do. Um, we I can announce it again, um, or it can be. Sure. Um, so we can reopen for public comment. Thank you. Because they usually go together and she's asking about covering human trafficking. That's and that's I mean, no I mean, I mean that's I, mean, I think that's just a wonderful point about you know, that's a, a wonderful point about how interconnected these issues are. And and you have to start somewhere, you have to ground somewhere. You know, this, this, this commission could be on trafficking and deal with DV. The DV is, you know, probably a good place to start. And yeah, of course. And then elder abuse and then child abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I did break down that when Bernie's talking about, you are talking about no one was out there. I did break down that we should have Family Violence Law Center come to one of the work group meetings. We should have the police, mm -hmm. probably Michaela, the community relations officer, and then we should have I don't protect the service. It's interesting to have somebody from you know, this kind of cultural diversity and knows about this stuff. And maybe, you know, I don't know. This is where I get to not knowing. Yeah, we do address that with the signs that we have on, and we do have several languages of the signs we distribute around Park Street and Webster. But, you know, in a lot of cultures, it's shameful. Yeah. And then I do notice when I go to the airport, they say if you don't have control of your passport, I guess you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you know. And there are, uh, there are ethnic based organizations focused on domestic violence, you know, in Berkeley and in San Francisco. I don't know of any in Alameda. But there must be some about it. But anyway, well, that's what I'd like to develop. I used to intersect with Missy when I worked in SF. And they do youth. Yeah, Missy. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's the Asian Women Shelter, there's Marika. I mean, there's, and then there's the uh, um, Yeah, and how, how Nina County is the highest rate of human trafficking. That's right. In California? Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. All right, anything else? Anything else? Okay, great. I just want to make it. That was a kind of gesture. So we come down to 5C. We're going to kind of, you know, revisit these subjects here. So uh, 5C is the work group report. So um, this item is for board discussion only. There's no staff presentation, so we go back to public comment. Um, seeing none, um, why don't we just go down the line here? I know we've already had discussions, so, you know, um, but if you have anything to add, it's a domestic violence task force? No. I think I said. Oh. Okay, I would mention here that Michelle Buckles has um, put in some interest about finding a different work group to move to. Okay. All right. That's what she's. I yes. I. And that's a three-person um, group, so yeah, really not.
We'll see how things shake out with uh, the new work plan. Okay. And how about Alameda together against Um, Just a couple of updates. We had a meeting with the gentleman from the National Group of United Against Hate Week last week. Um, he was reaching out to us because he really appreciated our support in it and wanted our opinion about moving the date forward towards September, possibly, for warmer weather, or April, May, yes. for warmer <laughs> weather. <laughs> As long as it's not two weeks before. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, and, and especially with the uh, election coming up, that was one of the other uh, reasons yeah. why okay. they thought that having it as the second week after the election might be a little difficult to get things going. <laughs> no, I think that's going to be a mess. <laughs> so, he, and, and Mr. Hoffman, and Mr. we have any recommendations? I said um, September. End of September was probably a really good time because it was still warm enough to get people out. We we beat the rain by one week when we did it. Uh, we need to, when we get Sarah Henry, we okay. need to ask her what else is going on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's just say they are going to bring it back to the rest of the national group, and we may have another meeting coming up okay. to agree upon whether that date is a good date. But it sounds like people were voting in that way for September or April right now. So okay. we'll keep you posted um, as we go along for that. April so, would line up with what you're already planning for stuff on support, so that would right. be nice then. Right. Um, I don't know that they'll be able to get it through but by this year, though. Okay. But by next year, okay. the expectation will be that it will either be. Right. So you're committed to November 2024. Right. Then 2025 will be different. Yeah. And if they tell me different by the end of this next month, right, then I'll let you know. Okay. Okay. That was the first thing. Um, then the uh, the supper, we did a brief meeting with Cindy Acker, and Dr. Acker was kind enough to say she would agree to work with us on the actual program with the library again. And we'll have a sit down about socioeconomic division here on the island as our topic of discussion. Uh, that was it. from that side. I have the things that we worked on, from the Rise Up program, and of course we were part of the pit count. Um, participated last week in the pit count for Alameda. It was a really great endeavor. I enjoyed spending the time with city staff and getting a chance to go out and actually be around as we met the people who were here in Alameda who were unhoused. Pretty amazing. I've known lots of unhoused people, and I've been unhoused, and I understand the differences. And so it was nice to be able to have those conversations right there and, and see where we are. Uh, last week, can I talk about the uh, uh, Rise Up program briefly? Mm -hmm. So, as part of, I'm on the board again with the Rise Up program, as part of Rise Up last month. We were able to give out the first payments to the recipients for the Guaranteed Basic Income Program, and it was right before Christmas, so it was a really nice Christmas gift for the people who deserved to have it. Um, there were so many wonderful stories that we talked about in the meeting. I don't want to I don't want to belabor you with them, but I'll just say it. My favorite story 
was of a person who was given the award and said that they did not want it because they were in a different place and they wanted to pass it on to somebody else. That's and amazing. Amazing. The idea that you would say, oh, you know what, I don't need an extra thousand dollars a month. Give that to somebody more deserving right now. So that that's the level of scale. Twenty-four thousand dollars. That's that's the level. Tax free. And they're just happy to be okay with it. Happy to be okay with it. That's wonderful. And and so we talked about happy. I mean, we can convince them. I'll have to ask and look around for that. They they said that um, we they're thinking about putting together uh, one of Eric's. Uh, uh, idea was to put together some sort of a visual aid program, whether it's a video or uh, something that actually discusses these as we move along in the program and we start to do it. Um, he also said that there would be a screening of a movie. It's basic. It's basic. Uh, that will be coming up next month. And if you want to get the, uh, the time out for you here, but it's Basically about the guaranteed basic income programs. Good, I don't have to look it up. Um, and I put a calendar reminder in there for myself just to make sure. Uh, but yes, it's going to be a program that is going to feature the different aspects of guaranteed basic income programs and how they were working out. And we were all encouraged to invite others from within the city and the city programs to come and check it out. The show goes. We should. It's going to be shown at the theater? Yes. Yeah, so the Alameda Theater was developed oh, by yeah, the and yeah. they have a mandate to donate a certain amount of time per year. Oh, okay. So this is one of the donations. So it'll be a big event there. Okay. So I would say it would be good for us to show up as a force to <laughs> represent, I think, we're all. What is it, The uh, It's Basic is a movie about the guaranteed basic. Right, so we'll quick. When is it? We'll send it to you, Bernie. Oh, yeah. So we don't have to suffer. <laughs> I know it's there somewhere. I'll be forever about it. But, and I think that was everything that we had. Did we have anything else that I missed? I have one item that we, that we did prior to meeting with Dr. Acker. We did try to meet with Tim White's team. Oh, yes, Tim White. So if we're, if we're not going to use him, then we have to construct an email and let them know. And um, Andre just wanted to know if that should come from us or if you want it to come from you. Um, we're fine either way. I'm, I'm happy to yeah. reach out okay. and talk to Felicia about it. I still think Kim Weiss is a good choice for something that maybe we can dovetail on that they're going to be doing. I know she's been trying to work hard to get Tim out here uh, in, in the Bay Area, and if he is going to be here, maybe we can. Okay. Some sort of work that they found support we can do for. Okay. And the bottom line is we were just unable to find funding. Yeah, if I had an extra few bucks in my pocket, I probably would have ponied it up myself. But it just wasn't that time of year for me. So, you know, tax time. All right. Thank you. Okay. Um, Really great fun outreach to communities and work groups is, you know, we did present to Parks and Rec. And who, I can't remember who was doing this. Yeah, they brought the disabilities one, so next month. Okay. Disability will be in March and Transportation Commission. Oh, that's the one, yeah. In the February. Right. And they'll love the answer. Yeah, they'll love the answer. <laughs> as we're as we're bringing this to a close, we're going to be you know starting the 
the um, work group for Ron and so um, we wrote, so I'm actually I'm going to bring this up a little bit because we've already started that one. So we're speeding one up as it is fading down. And I had the pleasure to meet the residents of Dignity Village. We had an initial meeting to form a community advisory group, and, and Marcy was there, and the staff were there, and it was, it was really, it was really great. It was a great first meeting. Um, and just you know, one thing that came out, out of it, I, I love it when something like very real and tangible comes out of these meetings right away. And a couple of folks really wanted to talk about um, employment. And I actually stayed for a while after we talked about that. And you know, that's, of course, you know, really someone is homeless and trying to get themselves rehoused and back back on their feet. You know, employment's a really big part of it. Um, and the reason why I was just beaming around this whole thing with Alan and Family Services is I have a lot of experience with senior employment. And we, we, I've had federal and local ones under, under my um, program. And the biggest barrier when people can't keep employed is because of mental health issues. Uh -huh. So it's like just things coming together like that is just so amazing. So I'm going to try to reach out and find some of my resources and bring them in. It will start with the older adults because I have more of those resources. But hopefully it can trickle down and we can you know, help, help you with employment there, which would be really great as a you know, feature for that program. So I'm just really wanting to like, run right in and do the work, you know. <laughs> you were great. That's great. <laughs> so thank you. But um, yeah, this is going to be really, really exciting work. I think, you know, work, working with people who are in house and trying to get them, you know, back in houses and back, back on the feet and back, you know, doing things that they, you know, were productive and everything. So we're looking forward to that. This will be another first for five key schools and programs. Their advisory boards normally consist of individuals who live outside of the program. And so when they went into um, Embarcadero neighborhood, their advisory board is mainly residents who are concerned about the impact. So this is from the ground up rather than walking in. And it just shows that they are willing to pivot and accommodate our special culture here in Alameda. And Scott, you're going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. They're going to pick, they put out applications. They're going to pick five members. The committee will vote, vote on who those representatives are. And then Scott's a lot of time will be once a month to meet with them and try to solidify some of the recommendations they're making as a group. And they had some great ones already, you know, even at the meeting. Like one, for example, um, Russ had said that the computer's in a room that's locked, and if there's not enough staff to attend to the computer room, you know it's going to be on the computer. So they say, why don't you put the computer in the kitchen? There's always somebody in the kitchen building. And so things like that that will just make residents, their life there better, and feel like that they have some agency, which she knows is a big thing. Yeah, and to have a voice as a community is always more powerful. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it, Scott. All right. <laughs> and are you saying that in part of your shrub presidency or just because you're so it can't for the volunteer award. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like a just, I mean, it, I see it connected with the road home, yeah. and that's why I wanted to add that. We'll work out and find teams and verbiage yeah. I could have enough tonight, but that, that's the whole part about working yeah. community groups and stuff. I think it's part of it. We have to be really holistic about this, and, yeah. and not just working on policy level, but work actually with people, and I think that's what makes it really exciting to me. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Can I just add that um, there's a resource that's called Community Kitchens, and they actually recruit volunteers to create um, home cooked meals for us. Oh, we just had that. We just had that concern because the community does not like the meals that they're giving because they're very institutionalized. If you're living there for a longer period than two weeks, because we rotate, yeah. so we are. They're 
currently we're going to work on a, a, not a real RFP, but a proposal to give to Wada and Daba okay. so they can put it out to the business community. I think they might be able to find some matches for businesses who okay. are suffering in you know, yes. post-COVID. And um, I was saying that maybe they could supplement with volunteerism. Yeah, because okay. there is what is this called? It's called community kitchens. But uh, more importantly, um, there's a, a cadre of, of folks on the island that work in philanthropy, mm -hmm. and we have a little group called Islanders in Philanthropy that meets like every meet quarterly, and they actually volunteered for community kitchens. There were like 50 people on the island that worked for various foundations and corporations that give out money. Okay. So it's a way to kind of get them involved. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you for that. We'll look it up and we'll connect. Yeah. Okay. Look, like you're so happy about this. Yeah, you're perfect for this show. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, all right, so let's, we go with the staff communications. Uh, 6A, so there's a staff for homeless services. Yeah, so in addition to the six month report I gave you I gave you earlier this evening, the only thing I need to add is the point time count. Yes. Thank you, Joe, for participating. Thank you. Uh, we've had so much positive feedback from the community. Of course it's self-selected and the individuals who came out to do it with us are community minded. So we had a great turnout of volunteers. We had about 60 volunteers uh, walking tracks. Uh, Sam was huge in the implementation because she helped us with the track maps and helped overlay the pre-count with, uh, with people to walk their tracks and give them a defined area. Um, I want to say that we were tasked with having to complete a minimum of 10% of what we saw visually of surveying 10% of that population and we're up to 62%. And it really does reflect how we do the work here on the island, that it is person to person and it is intimate. And I'm really proud of it and I'm really proud of everybody who came out. And the, the count will close, I think, tomorrow. It's been seven days under HUD to capture some extra folks. Um, Andre was really instrumental in helping with the lead up and, and carrying it through, so I really appreciate him. As well as my co-coordinator, Rona, who is here at the disaster presentation, who is the Civic Select Fellow over at Elmwood Housing Authority. You know, we're desperate to form a relationship with them, so this is, this is a great, great bridge, and we're happy for that too. But um, Housing Human Services and Bread staff really contributed. We had a lot of things to move. That's space for use in economic development. Oh, and that's the it's built out broke off from from us. You guys need your naming committee needs to improve. Bread and shrubs and oh god. I like shrubs. I like it. Oh, you just seem like monopoly pieces, right? Like it just seems like something that could be I guess an old bread you can put in place right there. Yeah, we are trying with um Adam Gillette, is that his last name from the post? He's interested in writing an article about the point time town experience. We are trying to gather data for that hidden homeless count to like highlight that over the count because it's really important. So we're going to try to push that and the official results for the count will not be out until mid spring, late spring, early summer, we're saying. So I would probably say summer. And we'll share those with you when we meet.
Yeah. 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 He said he approached them in an interview and they were like, leave me alone. And then an hour later they came up and they said, I'm sorry, I was really tired and grouchy, but I'd like to talk to you now. <laughs> so it was, it was really a lot of positive experiences interacting with the house and then a lot of positive experiences with the groups themselves that yeah. Gerald highlighted earlier. Yeah. Just like a year of connections. Just <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to do that as a year of connections. 5 a.m. Yeah, 5 a.m. In January. Can we move that to the Yes, yeah, can we move that yeah. over time? Yeah. 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 I'm just happy we didn't have rain. We were, we again, we threw the inches and yards of rain magazine. We just finished raining, and the next day it started right back to raining. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it was a lot of happiness and a lot of joy. I won't say fun, but it was really a lot of happiness to see that we were out there to to find out what we could do. And we didn't just leave people with nothing, you know. Like, look, we don't have much, but here's some things that you can take with you. Making nothing more than a gift card. Here's a gift card for you to be able to go to you and do something like that. Some food, the basics. All right, thank you, Mark. Thank, thank you. you. Um, so item seven, board communication. Do you have any non-agenda board communication? It's just, I, and I don't know if this is in the purview, but I think like what seals in the water in Alameda, and I don't know if other people, but uh, safety, it seems like a lot of people are just kind of in the purview of people afraid about um, car break-in, you know, like the recent closures of like the In-N-Out in Oakland and the 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 gas station. I think there's a sense of safety um, and and crime, nonviolent crime increasing. I don't know if that's part of our view, but it is that something that we should think about or talk about or like. I think we do a lot of that on next door. Yeah, it's next door and all that. That's Way to get information. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we do some of this work, Michelle, with ACCYF. That's where we intersect. There's a safety committee. Yeah. And I will also share that when we're doing the needs assessment with the social service ground floor providers, the ACC youth coordinating staff did report that it's real out there for his youth on the phone and that they are experiencing violence at very high levels, and that's, I think, the division, because then we have people who are on Grand Street in their single-family home who probably their children aren't experiencing anywhere near that experience. So that's, I think it's connectivity. Um, I think our police force does an excellent job. I think they also have the salary savings because they shifted to the bonus structure, so now they have their pick of the litter. Yeah. Um, 
I think that Nishant does a great job presenting his statistics and showing how trends have decreased or increased or what they're, how they do follow up and how they, so if you want him to come and present to you, we'd be happy to come. Yeah, that. I, just, we don't, I don't feel like that, but I think that there's something, there seems as like just an increase probably in the last year, and I don't know if it's just reporting or it's, it's, it's like, it's, but I think like when you talk, I would say where your work probably intersects with that is that even very recently we had a report from here at City Hall from staff that someone was in the lunchroom or the private kitchen area eating and going through employee food mm -hmm. and when it was reported forward I was contacted and I was told that it was the person who's on house who lives across the street, which it was not. Right. But I think that's where our work intersects. Yeah. That perception that the safety issues are derived by people who are poor. Yeah. So I think that's really where we could find space. Right. Well, and I do think like my mom got her catalytic converter stolen yeah. at like three o'clock. Oh, okay. And they've done they've done things to reduce that, you know, so, and people know that it. And then for me, Michelle, I get upset because my neighbor across the street, who got his stolen, who was driving like a, a classic at this point, who's like a 1980 SUV, yeah. sent $3,000 to like secure him. And I was like, dude, could you could you give three thousand dollars to a program that's helping people develop a job or a trade instead of spending it to protect your catalytic converter because you're killing me? Right. Yeah. Okay. But that I think <laughs> that's the point that I think that but both are true, right? People do feel violated, and this is there's economic. You know, I think that, that how we can think about that in a more comprehensive because that fear and not feeling safe. Create distrust. And right. I don't think that, and, and I think that's and the connection. The connection, and that, I think we need to address that. And okay. if you're not feeling like safe, I think that the perception of safety in Alameda is overblown. I think people think you're that from New York, and he's still so, right. Just fell out of the so I don't want to. <laughs> I, I think that they, there's, there's not the same conception yeah. of how safe we really are. And if they did know, <laughs> they would not say such things on next door. Yeah. My opinion. I'm just like, we could have an ambassador program where people go over to Oakland and live for a month. Mm, how about and then that? Return to Oakland, and then return to Alameda. Yeah. Uh, and this intersects with some, a comment that Andre made. He was so energized by point in time. He, he came back and he was like, I need to help Oakland next time. Mm -hmm. I need to be in my community. We have a full conversation about that. Mm -hmm. Last year, because I spent a whole month. Like luxury here. Yeah, yeah, I spent a whole month last year of February in West Oakland, in the lower box, <laughs> looking after a lady who had suffered a stroke. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, it was very much exactly what I remembered. It was nothing like what we have here. Yeah. So I was comfortable where I was in West Oakland because I know what it's like. But I guarantee you those folks on next door did not know what they were getting into and they don't know what it's really like. So we'll try to work right. safety into I think yeah, I think there's some but I but I think as you think about it is perceptions and it's all relative, right? Mm -hmm. It's all relative and that's not necessarily the best way to educate sometimes. Yeah. Right. Right? right. But um, I, I, I think education is helpful. Yeah. yeah.
in, in my general, though, I end up like sometimes I can't deal with like the, the mom's groups when they're complaining. But suffering is suffering. No one's like there's no there's no one wins the suffering game. So I think we can get I have uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up just because I thought it was something worthy to discuss, and it has to do with the new McKay Avenue project, wellness project over oh, yeah. McKay yeah. Avenue. Yeah. We had our groundbreaking last week on the 22nd. And we had folks from Oakland who came over and spoke and discussed how wonderful and amazing the project was, all the hard work that went into the initial getting of the funding, how absolutely heartless some of the people were trying to prevent this program from actually coming to fruition. And because in their relative world, mm -hmm. it's not necessary. Exactly. Wait, what is that? The McKay Avenue Wellness Project. This is essentially a. <laughs> I think I've discussed it before. There's a project called the McKay Avenue Wellness Project. It's changed names over the last five or six years, but essentially it's supposed to be a respite center and a wellness program for seniors and for people who are transitioning. And so we've been put it. We've had this on the books. For many years, this is space that was allocated to us in 99, 2000 when the base closed, and all these allocations were set up. And there were several people who tried to prevent the program because they felt that it would bring uh, several personas and seven persons. <laughs> and tried to do a third time. And we even went to a ballot referendum to be able to get the approval, which we got. And then they tried to sue again. So it was really, really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, they're going to do a clinic there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, now I know where yeah. it was. It, it was <laughs> okay. one of the most yeah. expensive projects of its kind in Alameda anywhere of any time because of those issues, the time and effort that they did. So we did the groundbreaking last well, week. I beat out Damian Village. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh man, we we did the groundbreaking. We uh, cheers to that. Uh, we're looking for 2025 for the first portion of it. We're going to get the rest of the secured funding, and the other portion will be done. But by 2025, you'll be able to see a new senior center for people who are trans uh, for people who are coming in who need transitional housing, for people who are uh, spending their last time uh, in hospice care and have no place for that. This is going to be that type of program that we're going to be putting in there, and I I can just say. There's no better place to put it. That that's one of the best places to catch your breath, to be focused, to to think about things that I've ever experienced in my life. I, I I live down the block from there, and every time I go down to that beach and I sit right there, and it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be one of those amazing projects. I will keep you posted. And you're like, heels, you're so smelly, and be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Joe. Thank you. All right. Let's, um, we'll do uh, number eight, um, oral communications. Uh, are there any oral communications from members of the public? Not a, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, topic not on the agenda. 
New items may be introduced by citizens under the eye of policy immunization, but must be a matter subject to the jurisdiction of the Social Service Relations Board. Comments will be limited to three minutes. If speakers fail to follow these rules, they will be warned, and if they continue to disregard the rules, the opportunity to speak will be ended. Please note the board can take action items that are not on the agenda. So any additional public comments? No one from that up there? Great. Okay, well, that means we'll be adjourning the meeting at 8.52 p.m. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.